everybody. Welcome to what is going to be a pilot episode for a Channel 3 podcast that we're currently calling What Are Your Three? Our intent of which is to discuss with a special guest from the Channel 3 community three games. Their top three, most likely, could be something weirder. Who knows? With this group, never know what's going to quite happen there. So with me here, uh, El Ray, as always. Hello. As always, I'm here with Eden Tucker, uh, co-hosting whatever he decides that we're supposed to co-host. I'm here to just show up and be around. And I get the honor tonight of introducing our first guest, uh, Chicken Bro Main himself. The, I'd say, uh, the hottest streamer on C3. No doubt about it. On the rise. I mean, man is on a schedule on every Friday night, every Saturday night, playing every party game there is. And just making it happen with that radio voice. So with no further introduction, Chicken Romaine, you want to say hi? Want to tell us a little about yourself? Where, where can we find you? All that stuff. Absolutely. I am. Uh, well, first off, thank you so much. It is quite the honor to be the first special guest here on What Are Your Three? So I am so excited to be here. So excited to see what we have in this episode. But yes, that is, wow, that is quite the introduction. You did so great there. I am super excited to be part of the Channel 3 community, being able to stream on Fridays. And I've been playing some games with on my Saturday night streams with some of the Channel 3 members. But yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all at spelled out the same chicken bromaine, super easy to find. Think I'm the only one out there. I haven't run across anybody else that has the same kind of name. So it kind of makes it unique. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. That's where you can find me. And yeah, that is quite the introduction. So thank you. The, the C-K-N-B-R-O-M-E-I-N. At least you've got that locked down. I just went with Absolutely. my generic name, which is a problem to find most places. So <laughs> locking that in is a little tougher than, than the very specific version. But hey, thanks again. We reached out to you, said we wanted to do this, and and uh, we didn't really give many parameters. We said we wanted to talk about three games, whether that three games is Mount Rushmore, if one of the heads gets cut off, if there's something more specific. I don't know. We're winging it. But you gave us a list of three games. So we're going we're gonna to run down this list here and talk a little bit about it. Some of them we're familiar with, some of which you got to tell us a little bit more about. Sell us on why you have this on your list. Uh, what is it that basically this list is about and, and where we're going from there. So we're going to start with Brother in Arms Road to Hill 30. So tell us a little bit about that one. Why is that? That was the first one you had on the list here. All right. So we'll start with the overall why I have my top three the way that I do. So all three games have a good story behind them and why it makes the impression that it does and why it is in the list, besides being great gameplay. So, so Brother in Arms, Road to Hill 30. So the story behind this one is there is my love of World War II history to start with. So we'll start there, especially airborne operations. So that's already going on top of my list there. You know, I am 16 years old. This game comes out. I have a whole library of books I think actually right now it's probably up to about 20, 25 books. I'd actually have to go and count it out about World War II. More specifically, probably about half of them about airborne operations and all that. I got to say, with I got to cut though, you off right there because right now yeah. people are really screwing with the math in their heads. Because, well, <laughs> clearly a man, an adult man with 
uh, piles of World War II books has to be in his 40s. Meanwhile, they're also doing the math and saying, wait a second, this game came out in 2005. How is this guy 16 with a pile of World War II books? And where does that happen? But I apologize for cutting in there. But come on. No, 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 you're good. So I've always had just like a love of it. There's a whole family history behind it. But anyway, so it's out on Xbox. Well, it's across the board on uh, PlayStation, Xbox. And uh, so we talk about 16. Well, I had my 16th birthday and uh, I was talking about getting an Xbox, saving up my money from working various jobs, doing all that. And it was very, my, my parents weren't the biggest fan of video games. They, they tolerated them. I had a GameCube at the time. So like you can think, you know, Nintendo, family friendly, all that kind of stuff. Well, for my 16th birthday, they surprised me with an Xbox and this game. So first off, I was absolutely ecstatic. So that's why it's probably one of my greatest video game memories that sticks out in my head. But then on top of that is you take a tactical first-person shooter. So for people that don't know a lot about this game is you have your uh, you have two different fire teams and you basically have to learn to maneuver them around the maps. And so it's all about, you know, fire flanking, you know, shoot, move, communicate all that stuff. So it's very important that you do that because if you don't and you just run it headstrong, like Call of Duty, all that was at the time, you're replaying the same levels over and over and over again. So the fact that the tactics that are in it makes you think outside the box, which I had never saw at the time from playing first-person shooter video games. So this really separated from... Because what this made me think of was like, Medal of Honor was the one, I, I don't know whether it was like choices at this time, because Brother in Arms, this was also like a, a dark point in video games for me, just because of my, the time in my life. Like, I played some games at that point, but Medal mm -hmm. of I had real Medal of Honor vibes, but that was just straight first person shooter. This sounds like there's a lot more strategy to it than just like, oh, wait, I'm living, saving Private Ryan. That's what I remember from Medal of Honor. Like, oh, you're, you're invading the beach and you're playing at... And there were a lot of those vibes with this, right? Like it seemed very cinematic and absolutely you know, there's a lot going on there, but there's a lot more strategy. Yes. Yes. So like, yes, the cinematics with it. I mean, there was, you know, you're trying to the, what I believe the opening scene, if I remember, cause it's been a while since I've seen it, but you're there trying to hold this hill. That's a perfect, not, not, sorry, safe, for not safe for work, not safe for family. I learned that also. Fortunately I had the headphones in while I was checking yeah. this one out. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was definitely some language, but uh, yeah, so they were on a berm trying to hold a hill, but everything that's going on. And it's just like at the same time, was it three years earlier? or was it four years earlier, Band of Brothers came out as well. So think taking the cinematics yeah. that was Spielberg's Band of Brothers, putting it into a video game, and then putting on top of that that, hey, there's a machine gun nest here. You have to learn how to get around. You can't just run around, go up to it, throw a frag in there, and you'll be good. So it definitely made it very interesting. And Are you taking shots of Juvon Rubisi and Tom Hanks? Is that what that was? <laughs> No, I've not. Well, BC went down for it, man. That felt like a direct shot at uh, at the strategy or lack thereof. Or just like, hey, throw your one medic into this. Is that what that was? Absolutely. I'm sorry, not. we're getting oddly specific with saving Private Ryan. Was that not part of the plan? I off the rails. Cut that. Cut that yeah. out of this. Okay. Uh, but then also the a fun fact about it, and I don't know if you found this in your research of the game, is I forget what the name of the History Channel show is, but they actually used Brothers in Arms oh, as yeah. a way to display tactics 
in the airborne operations of World War II. Yep. There was a whole thing about it where they were talking about it, and they used a video game to show and demonstrate battles and the tactics and all that. So I thought that was really cool as yeah, well. Yeah, Brothers they called it Brothers in Arms. Arms. Yeah. That was okay, the they did? Okay. Okay. On the History Channel. Yeah. Back when they yeah, did History stuff. That. Not aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Not aliens. It wasn't aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was that's why it's number one on my list. I think I played that game, and I had a buddy spend the night that night for my 16th birthday, and I believe we made it almost all the way to the end before we fell asleep. But I think I beat it in two days, and it was just because it hooked me in for my love of the history of World War II and airborne operations, and it was just such a good game and outside the box at the time. So, and it and it carried over with playability too, because of course you can make it harder. But then also, too, there was a multiplayer. Um, it was just a local co-op multiplayer, but that was also fun as well because it uses the same thing, same basis for the multiplayers. You get two squads. Your second player, your opponent gets the two squads, and you have to figure out how to, you know, they had objectives and all that stuff, like, you know, carrying a secret message across to another side. So it definitely made it for a different perspective as opposed to your team deathmatch or just deathmatch shooters at the time. Nice. Well, appreciate the walk down there. It explains again. I really forgot about that post saving private Ryan wave that uh, rode clean through the Pacific there. So that, yeah. makes, that makes more sense about not being in your fifties and, and having this World War yeah. two uh, piece here. So yeah, right, I, so, I was, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. After you, <laughs> I was going to say, I was just, what, what's the, what's the term they uh, tell people for kids that have uh Old soul, a, uh, an old old soul. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was soul. at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So, yeah, so let's go to uh, to its uh, sibling game. I think the obvious uh, next conversation. Point, Another is- war related title. This, yeah. I mean, it's very clear. Right? <laughs> For the so on the list. Yeah, the second one here going Worms Armageddon. All right. So if no one has played Worms. And this is the straight, this one, okay, so I first played this game. It made it seem like, it. well, it was technically a bootleg. It was on a CDR. The <laughs> statute of so, limitations is up. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah, it was. It's fast. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a friend that he always had the latest technology when it came to, like, computers, or he had, you know, he's the first person I knew that had a, playstation or a playstation 2 or when the xbox came out so anyways one day i go over to his house and we're i think at the when he introduced me what were we playing i think we're playing madden he's like hey check out this game that i got and all it is is just the you know the old cdr that was just the silver and then on sharpie just says worms armageddon on it (laughs) and i'm like all right what's this and lo and behold it is the 2d war game with worms and how (laughs) obviously how great <laughs> like how great is that playing a two player up to could you do up to i think you do up to four four players i can't really remember but it just always sticks in my head as a death match with your worms using all sorts of weapons as water is rising the land gets destructed like the old tank battles mm-hmm. and they all say different phrases and stuff as it goes. It had everything you needed in a cartoonish way too. Uh, see, I just love all of the animal torture that you're describing. If we didn't have context for it, <laughs> like again, trying to as much not put dates on a lot of the things we're doing. The Dahmer stuff is really popular on Netflix right now, but I just want everybody to know this isn't, this is an actual video game that existed. This was not just Bromaine sitting in his backyard with a tank and, <laughs> Torturing worms, right? Right, you the you water rises. 
right? I played played this game. I loved it. And I I always wonder, like, did anyone else play this game? Because I know I played it all the time. Uh, So my question would be if you remember, because as well, if you had a favorite weapon. Oh. Because it was some fancy ones. So the one that is always the greatest. All right. Okay. Two greatest. All right. Is you had the holy hand grenade. Yes. Yes. Which, (laughs) but then the other one was the homing pigeon. Which mm-hmm. was a homing missile, but when you shot it out, it was a pigeon that went up and came rocketing down at whoever you were targeting. So <laughs> that I was, was. I was gonna say the holy hand grenade because it, it sang was, when you threw it. It did. It did. It gave a little alleluia. It gave know. an alleluia and then blew up. <laughs> did you have to count to? Did you have to count to three? No more. No less. Uh, it, or am I gonna get too deep with the Monty Python and the Holy Grail? No, no, no. I think you did have a three-second timer you had to throw it within once you pulled it out. So I do agree that you had to count two, three, no more, no less. <laughs> my, my kids have appreciated the Monty Python of late, so it, don't, it yeah. only feels appropriate. I there did not know the then, Holy Hand of Great Native Antioch came out in this. Yes, it is. Hey, what I do have to point then, out, though, okay. before you go any further, though, I, I didn't realize until I was looking for this. So for anybody not familiar, and we'll have to blurb about Channel 3 later on during this. This one's a pretty highly rated one. This one's sitting at a 4.7 uh, with a, a bunch of ratings on there. So this is not an isolated like, oh, this game does not exist and one person remembers it. This is actually you know pretty popular out there for everybody. And and I think it was one that everybody, like El Ray was saying, was like, I played this. Did anybody else play this? It was like one of those unspoken. Everybody's looking around the room. And then once someone was like, oh, yeah, I played that game. Everyone was like, oh, okay, it wasn't just me. It's yeah. a, like it, I said, I... It's a lot of favorites uh, and a lot of Mount Rushmore, so you're not alone. Yes, yes, and, and it's still uh, updated. You you can find it oh, on Steam still. This game. Oh, I don't I, mean, I don't know if it's just as you know the same thing. They mess with some, but apparently since 2013, it's on Steam. It's on it's on the multiple well, purchases lists for people as well on the list feature of Channel Three. So uh, again, yeah, it's, I, I'm gonna have to check this out. I've got the Steam set up. I'm gonna have to just bite the bullet and, and grab this one. It's going. It's going on the on the wish list, just like Check's Quest. That I know that it's back out. <laughs> but I will say so. Five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta look it up. I can't remember now. No, no. I, I think Check's, Check's Quest got rat, uh, whacked off of there, but but uh, Putt Putt continues to reign supreme. Putt Putt's still Putt-Putt there. Reigns supreme. But so with uh, we're talking stories and stuff. Besides the bootleg copy, thinking that you know it was cool because it seemed like it was from the underground. This unreleased game. But so these phrases that uh, the uh, that the worms would say, and they always had something, you know, like be something like, oh, that's stupid or something like that. You know, if you mess up or something. So at the same time, so I'm over at my buddy's house playing and we this is the game that we would play a long time. His dad pokes his head in. And what's the first thing he hears when he comes in was it said, shut up, stupid. And he was <laughs> trying to say something and he thought it was me because our back was turned to the computer. <laughs> and he still makes fun of me to this day. Telling everybody, yeah, you know, the first time I really met him, he called me stupid. And, you know, it was, it was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that's why it was number two on my list as well, because it's a gaming memory I will always keep with me. So, so as, as Ray mentioned, we... it's out there. It's on Steam. Get it. Ray, yeah, yeah. And before it, we leave gonna... it, um, Dan, since you mentioned it, apparently the Holy Hand Grenade is actually was put in the game because of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, I, I figured there's no they, quint, you don't there's no they put, like, that in. they put it in on purpose. There, there's no Shakespeare's monkeys like with typewriters eventually typing out the Shakespeare play. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch 
is a one and only that is only yep. the warped mind of Mighty Python that's going to bring that out there. And I, I am I am immediately after this going to be downloading this game. Just finding out that that exists in there means I'm, I, I'm vibing with this. <laughs> yeah. So a uh, third so game, I think we've the got a game, which is obviously just like the other two. Yeah, we got we got a little indie we're going to talk about here. Um not familiar to many. So you want to tell us about your third game on your list? <laughs> are we are we all looking at the uh, the same? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the oh, same yeah. third. Oh, it's about this third war game. Uh, <laughs> third, yeah, it's, it's a war, also a war game. <laughs> so the ever the ever classic uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe as my number three on the list there, and uh, so that one is. I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody plays it. it is still the best selling, especially with the new DLC release game that, you know, I think or cart game they've ever put out. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's groundbreaking across the board on some of them. And we'll probably get to uh, one of them here and not too long, but uh, this game for this is the reason it's number three is this is the game that got me back into gaming. I guess you could say is uh, I, I do travel a lot for work. Um, well, not with no. Change jobs. I explained that on my stream. You can go back, watch my VODs and stuff like that. But before, so the reason I got a Switch is because I traveled a lot. And, you know, I, I had a uh, a gaming laptop that I kind of diddle with here and there and stuff. But it's a it's a desktop replacement. It weighs about nine and a half pounds. And I was tired of dragging it around with me to the airport, doing all that. So I was like, hey, the Switch is out. It's been out for about a year. And I was like, you know what? I've heard about it. I like Nintendo. It's portable. I could play it at the house. So let's get it. And the first game I bought was Mario Kart 8. And I forgot about my love for Mario Kart and how fun it is and how entertaining it is. And then on top of that, it was about two years or it was a year later, excuse me, a uh, year later, uh, we had uh, the birth of, of my first child. And uh, I got uh, got into a uh, into a group of uh, fellow dad uh, racers and I actually I become friends with a lot of them which is super awesome and I didn't really I didn't always play a lot of multiplayer online games so I missed a lot of that in my you know late teens and in my 20s so I just played a lot of single player games and it wasn't you know here and there you know kind of doing that working a job going to school doing all that between it and so the fact that the online aspect and meeting people and finding friends for for life, I will say, because it's been going on almost three, three years now that I've I've known some of these people, and uh, I think it's a huge monumental thing that coming back and how what video games can do. So that is why Mario Kart Eight is placed number three on my list. Yeah, so I mean, we're, frankly, we're all here because of the dad gaming, right? That's what that's <laughs> what led us. The, the the dominoes position themselves from like same for me. I'm I'm traveling. I got a Switch. I got Mario Kart Eight because I got it early, so it was. Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart 8, the dominoes fall, and here we are all talking to each other now. Yes. <laughs> <That> progressively, <laughs> one of those big dominoes was the Dad Gaming Mario Kart League, yeah. uh, which led us all to uh, to where we are now. As as Ray mentioned, though, a war game, right? It's it's. Uh, I, I I would my memories of this game would be non-existent were it not for playing with all of you knuckleheads and. Yeah, I don't know. Like sure. otherwise, like I I don't think I'd be playing it that much. I'm trying to remember exactly when it was early on enough that I, I, I fell into that group also and started playing, especially the Monday nights. Or I, I did a lot more Sunday nights at first, but, um, but then just kind of like, okay, I'll jump on the voice chat and then like, ah, yeah. Hey, I know these people better than I know neighbors uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. So, 
um yeah that's a that's an epic one like you said we we're we're they are piling on tracks they can add tracks until the end of time for all i care and just keep calling it mario kart 8 and i'll be perfectly fine with that yeah that is i mean that that dlc release was huge i mean not like just talking competitive wise i was definitely not getting stale with the tracks because there's always something to learn uh and with that a uh, shout out to uh basic if uh no one has checked him out on youtube uh, if you want to do time trials that's the man to uh check out but uh yeah <laughs> it was a disciples uh, of the church of basic yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely but even you can see talking about war is you can look back at uh my stream or the channel three stream because i was a featured streamer last wednesday on the uh on the Mario Kart event, as you can see too, is because it was a rough one out there. I mean, it was an all-out <laughs> war, and you could just see at some points my face just drop. Where it's like, this is this game is supposed to be fun, but I am so frustrated right now. And but you still got to just put your head in it and do it. And yeah, it's like going to war against some of the people that we have here at Channel Three. Yeah, you, you, Mister Mez, and, and Block Mamba certainly made that interesting to get the different viewpoints through the course of that. And uh, that's a, that's that's a great time for the plugs is. Season two is going to have some adjustments, uh, but for the, the Mario Kart streams will be continuing. Um, but yeah, check it out for channel3.gg. Excellent time to drop a plug in as uh, we're coming off of Friday night, uh, <laughs> Friday night party games, which will be moving uh, probably to another night in time as well for scheduling purposes. And Rocket League is a. Uh, we mentioned on Friday, Ray, Ray kind of snuck that in there for everybody. Little little tease by Ray, burying it in there for people for the future of, uh, hey, that's going to be getting its own setup with the uh, the pros, not not Ray and I fumbling through it. Not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, I will say, for the quick plug-in for Rocket League, it was really cool to see uh, this past Friday, I think there were 16 people signed up as 15 or 16. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think that was the most we had in the casual tournaments because that's where I belong. Uh, but that was awesome to see. It's growing. Uh, I know that I mean, there is a I know it is a very popular game, but the fact that there are so many people wanting to reach out and try. And I know I've had some uh, I think uh, Nanner was in my stream saying that he wants to get it and get involved. And so there's people now seeing it that may have not wanted to try it because of channel three are like, Hey, I could dip my toes in the water because it is free to play on Epic. So why not? Right. Yeah. And not, not to plug a game we weren't discussing here, but I mean, the, yeah. the, the learning curve for rocket league is not bad. They tear everything out. So you're not playing against God's gift. Uh, you know, unlike Mario Kart, we'll see like that person has got a 40,000 point ranking and you're like, Oh, okay, I'm going to get destroyed by this person who has only played this game and they with all of their lives. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can actually work your way up in rocket league and, do so quite nicely, but Mario Kart 8, again, nice learning curve. we got a good group for playing that, especially if you come on over to Channel 3. So, excellent Absolutely. segue there. Now, now yeah. we did give a little credence. Now, Ray uh, created a list a, a little bit ago on, on Channel 3. It said Mount Rushmore, four games, four games only. People tried sneaking in extras in the comments. Ray went and deleted those people. They went and had their families threatened, cajoled. Uh, <laughs> So, no, we said gotta do what you gotta do. Four. That's it. Four. <laughs> Which again, I, 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 I'm pushing for Joel, and this is uh, this is our record when he finds out that we're doing this because we still haven't told him about this yet. My goal is Surprise. still. My goal is still for us to have a list of three attached to your profile. I think that's the way to go. However, for the sake of conversation, we're going to give you a little leeway here and talk about a couple of games. So you, you had some honorable mentions on the list here. So, so talk, okay. to, talk to us about your honorable mentions. All right. So you said Mount Rushmore. So four. Well, I decided I'm not going to do that. No, because I like three. So I'm going to give you three and sticking with channel three. I'm going to give you three honorable mentions and just run through them here round. <laughs> real quick. So 
Number one in the honorable mentions, Tony Hawk Underground. All right. So that one, just real quick on that one, you get to be the skater. This is your story. It's awesome. It was my first Tony Hawk game that I've owned. I've played the other ones, but never owned one. Owned it on GameCube. Loved it. Great soundtrack. Number two, another GameCube game. It's my first Mario Kart game, Double Dash. I think it's amazing. I think they do need to add in either a remake or they need to figure out how to put it in as a DLC because it was awesome playing with two people, being able to switch around, change weapons, and even just by yourself having the ability to switch uh, switch your items and be able to use them and special items, which I think is great. I think they added them in Mario Kart Tour, but they need to bring it to Mario Kart 8 or Mario Kart 9. And then last but not wait, least. Wait, 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 because I got I to gotta call out something here before you go back because I got to make a call back here. Because it got the Matt Damon old face thing happening from Saving Private Ryan when you said your first part <laughs> game was Double Dash. As, oh, yes. uh, no, no, thanks. I, I appreciate just the, the square. No, no. The, yeah. Anyway, Fortnite, you it's were saying. The first, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> that is the first cart game. First cart game that I owned. I played. Uh, I played the Kart 60 or Mario Kart 64, Found which museum, I know that still you? is. No, not in a museum. <laughs> I did not own a Nintendo 64, so that's why I didn't own it. So I played it, but I didn't own it. Down in the senior so, citizen center, where... I got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, tell Dan how you didn't play the Super Nintendo one. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know that one existed. Yeah. I I, uh, side side plug, I didn't know that either. So it's not on. a real game. Fortnite, number three. <laughs> this one. <laughs> so Fortnite, this is the reason behind Fortnite is uh, I've also uh, met up with some dads in a separate uh, separate from the other dad group that I was belong to. I have another dad group that I'm in as well. Um, that is a strictly Fortnite dad group. And I've actually met some dads in there. that are super awesome. And one of them, when we talked about friends for life, this is how far this has gone is, you know, I want a Christmas card list with some of them, which is in, in itself is cool. Having, you know, gaming friends to do that. But you know, we know each other as dads and he actually sent a supply drop the actual supply drop box that you see in Fortnite in a package to my house for my whole family, something for my kid, something for my wife, something for me. And it was all themed for around Fortnite, and it was awesome. And I was like, this is just really cool how, again, it brings people together and all that. So that is why it's number three. I enjoy the game, but it has also given me uh, more friends for life that I never thought I would ever know. So that rounds out my honorable mentions. <laughs> I was going to get you with the lightning round questions on that, but I think you uh-huh. answered some of them. I was going to say, why? So why underground instead of pro skater? Cause I know pro skater is probably the more popular of the two yes, series. Definitely. So I like, I like pro skater, um, but I did. And I mean, it has great soundtrack as well. I remember playing at my cousin's house, PlayStation one, and just dropping into the abandoned warehouse, mm-hmm. gold fingers playing, you know, like there's nothing better. It doesn't get any better. But like I said, because Underground was my first Tony Hawk game that I owned, but because you are the skater and it's your story. I mean, granted, it is a, you know, standard story, but the fact that you get off your board, you could run around, you can climb on stuff. It's like, hey, it's like me skating around the neighborhood, around town, and I'm just here, you know, building my building my stats and hanging out, you know, because you have a, well, he ends up becoming your arch nemesis, not to ruin it if nobody's played it, but your best friend, you travel the world with them and it ends up being a big jerk. But I think it's, it's fun because it's around you and skating and all that. So. All right. Double dash. What was your the favorite, favorite special item? Cause I also oh. love, I love the special item part of it too. That was, Oh, 
my favorite special item would have to be Donkey Kong's big banana. Okay. <laughs> and then Fortnite, I would keep it easy. What's a favorite your favorite drop site for Fortnite? Okay, so uh, favorite one right now is definitely got to be Chonker Speedway. Um, that has been just because it's my my go to. Uh, we all land, you know, with I have a squad that I normally play with late night on Fridays and Saturdays after I stream. And that is where we go. It doesn't matter if it's hot or not. We're usually going there. Sometimes we'll change it up. There's a few other places, but Chonkers, since it's been there, that has been our go-to. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we've talked about the past. Let's move to the future. So we, we gave you an opportunity to talk about a, a future game you're looking forward to. And I got to call out because your first one here is a sequel to a game with a whopping 2.4 rating on channel three. So oh boy. tell me about, <laughs> tell me about what you're looking forward to. Here. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so we're talking about Kerbal space program two. All right. So I know there's probably not a lot of people behind it. Maybe not a lot of people know about it, but you are in charge of mission control slash piloting slash, but the, the it's, it's all about, the so Bobo you got minions, it looks like, is, is it like Bobo minions? <laughs> yeah. Is that like the, the discount brand minions? I mean, the first guy you control, his name's Jebediah Kerman. May he rest in peace on, uh, I, I, I accidentally launched him to the moon and missed the orbit, and he's off somewhere in the universe, still, still just floating still away. Still somewhere? <laughs> Bless F his soul. F in the chat for uh, Jebediah, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, Jebediah. That was the day. But it's, so, I, I just happened to stumble across Kerbal Space Program, uh on a on a gaming subreddit and uh at the time i was you know kind of going through steam and just you know everything on steam is available everything if there's something on sale i'm probably gonna buy it you know i've definitely had to constrict myself to be like okay i can't own all these games and play be them care, be like, careful because not... this can be used against you at a later date so i don't want this i don't want this to be brought up in some kind of a meeting where someone's gonna tell you, you got a problem but i got a problem careful. no i i have i have i i I have gotten good about it. even though it's on sale. I have to really what's that the uh, what's the lady that does the spark joy? I have to think about that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your time. Do you spark joy? No, I could put you to the side. <laughs> but I, I saw it. I saw Kerbal Space Program in there and got it, and I fell in love with it. But the fact that it's okay, okay graphically, maybe it's my laptop as well. But it's just it seems limited. It's the fact that they're bringing in updated graphics some of the travel and the science behind it for space travel is more accurate. It's, it's pretty close right now, but it's, you know, there's still, you know, it's, it's gaming, but the fact now that it's more physics kind of based with getting it into uh space program two is going to make it fun. And the fact that it's now more about colonizing the, uh, colonizing the solar system more than it is just trying to make it to the moon or how far can you get from there? So just seeing that it was also a delay, as well kind of anticipates it to say they knew it wasn't ready. So I want to see how far they take it to see if they can deliver a perfect game. <laughs> well, well, Kerbal Space Program 1 needs your rating, apparently. Uh, it's, okay. It's, it's hurting out there. Yeah. Uh, now, okay. <laughs> now, now, you did mention Fire Emblem Engage, which I'm going to bring up just because I'm, I'm right there with you. But why, why that one? So this one was actually, I will say, is goes back to I hadn't played one... Oh, I did. I did finally pick up uh, three houses, but I hadn't played one since Fire Emblem on my Game Boy Advance. 
So the original one was that. Uh, yeah, the, blade, the when the, when the Japanese blades. finally started to let us have them. Yeah, they, they yeah, were yeah. Keeping them from us and, through the uh, '90s JRPG yeah. rush, and finally gifted them to us in the 2000s. Waited better late than never. <laughs> better late than never. So I had it, and I've always had it. But I tried playing. I forget which one was it. In uh, I'll just look back. It was around 2012. My brother had it on the uh, 3DS, and I just wasn't really into it. And the fact that I just saw the Nintendo Direct and they had the uh, the trailer for it and it looked even though it's updated graphics you know three-dimensional says that is the way that it feels to me and it looks feels like playing like how i felt playing fire emblem for the first time where it was it just kind of felt like it was more pulling me in and martha's back i believe is what they uh is they yeah, threw like out a, there like as a well ghost so. Martha or something it seems like <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think there's gonna be some some spirits of prior uh Higher games, it looks like. Yeah, but also too, I will say, is the reason I'm excited for it is because I did bring out the Game Boy Advance and fired up Fire Emblem. And uh, let me tell you, I don't know how I did it for years playing on a Game Boy Advance. That is really tough to like stare close at that game and try to. Maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know. So something that I can actually hook up on the Switch and display on my monitor and be able to just be comfortably sitting, I'm excited for to to kind of relive that nostalgia. <laughs> I appreciate the advance because like I, I, I found one retro, like just kind of hanging around no backlit screen though. Like there's just so much. Yeah, it's, like it's, mm-hmm. it's still, it's, in true it's not Nintendo advanced. Fashion, it's always just a <laughs> yeah. little bit behind where it should be. So, yeah. And that's what I was. I was one of those. I know there's all these uh, videos about it, about, you know, hooking up all the extra attachments that were to <laughs> uh, game boys. And I was the one that had the, the magnifier with the with the lighting for the screen and i can say that probably helps save my eyes maybe maybe a year or two you know being able to have that because yeah the no backlit definitely makes it tough when you're uh when you're just sit there and the, the glare is coming off of it and all that so it's uh it's tough yeah assuming they don't delay it they've got a hard date in january 20th for that one so i'm thinking that's cooked and uh they'll be ready for it so uh i'll be i'll be right there with you first in line for that one all right awesome all right, so one of the things on Channel 3 from a feature perspective is quests, where questions are asked. Some of them are philosophical or hypothetical or about experiences. And one of the things we wanted to do to wrap this up was to ask you a quest question and not tell you what it is and find out what your answer is going to be off the cuff. So the question we're going to ask you is, what video game world would you choose to live in and why? Ooh. My, that is sort of one on the spot there. All right, so what video game world would I choose to live now, into and why? Ray, I want to call it, he's doing a really good job here. The only thing he's missing is like take a quips, quick sip of water. <laughs> I, was good I was he actually thinking of all of that. For anybody who's got to do the public speaking thing, you just watched a clinic taking place there. That's <laughs> a great the question. question broke it up it, kind pieces. of, you know, in a, a retrospective sort of way we're giving him a little extra time here ray too with throwing in a little bit of uh that but anyway i'll tell you the man's an expert <laughs> i am so i am gonna go with on this one i'm gonna go with the fallout universe oh, so God. the reason behind this <laughs> so here's why all right here we out okay we'll go more let's say fallout 4 universe not so much like the, the uh, you original want fallout i love i do enjoy boston so we'll start there with that it's a great area you know and the but the fact that you know i've just come out the vault and everybody's already had time to figure it out so i'm just kind of like 
you know, everyone built this world. I'm merely just kind of hopping around in it trying to find my son. No, <laughs> I just thought it was really cool because you have, I mean, of course, you got your mutants, super mutants, all that stuff. You got some ghouls and all that. But the fact that everyone now has taken the time to build up, find, make sure everyone purify water, do all that. But it's the post-apocalyptic. Maybe it's that little bit of steampunky feel to it. But it's the fact that everyone talks about put what the world would be like and then you could actually be in it and see it and you could get yourself some sweet you know super body armor you know in the uh the t72 so the t72 armor there yeah, but need, i just think needed, the idea the battery units for that one in the you yeah the, fusion the, the, batteries, the right? atomic oh. the atomic cores yeah but yeah. i do like I, I i think the way that it's set out there and the way they turn boston because i will say i played I actually got uh, Fallout Four as a uh, as a wedding gift from a friend, so that's <laughs> if that shows my. <laughs> but uh, so I played it, but then uh, took a trip up to Boston about I'd say about three years later, and I was like looking around. I was like, some of this kind of looks a little familiar. I mean, of course, you know the big things, you know, like Boston Commons, you know, Fenway yeah, things like the, that. They got the landmarks down, like maybe maybe not they, geographic group. They, they got them down. But the hotel that we were staying at the size of the building and the kind of scale to it is actually in the game, but it is, you know, kind of rubbly and stuff, but they still got the dimensions sort of right. It was one, you know, it was a couple blocks off of Boston commons and you could go down and you could kind of tell it looked like the building. So they actually did their work in there. So it was actually nice to see it in that post-apocalyptic world. So that is, that is why I, that's why I choose fallout four because he, you know, I'd like to see what the world would be like when everybody thought it ended. Not terribly <laughs> different from Boston as it exists today, just slightly, <laughs> more, slightly more radioactive fallout. What a sh- that's a shot right there too at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Philly in me is coming out here. That's I got I got right there. Fair enough. Well, Bromaine, first of all, I, I got to thank you again. C K N B R O M E I N. You can find him everywhere, even on platforms that don't exist yet. Uh, you will find chicken Absolutely. available to you there. I just want to say thank you because again, you know, we're we're calling this a pilot. This was kind of thrown together. You can tell again because of the fact that I stepped all over Ray's lines at various <laughs> points in this and uh, forgot where I was supposed to do that because I, I did not do our, our notes as thoroughly as Ray and I have done for other things in the past. So uh, I will then uh, thank Ray again for uh, coming along on this experiment with me and allowing me to step on his lines without uh, throwing on, throwing up uh, his papers in a hissy fit and and wandering off here. So, Ray, where where's everybody find you? We got to get that in here at the end, at least. Uh, they find me on Twitch every once in a while. But honestly, I'm probably on Channel 3 streaming or on Dad Gaming streaming. I don't I'm, I don't know the last time I streamed my own thing. Just find me on the website. I'm hanging out there. I'm on Discord all the time. I don't do any of the other fancy stuff. I'm I'm not like Bromaine. I don't have it all locked down like that, but I'm around. So so Bromaine, I'm going to close out with one thing here that I didn't list on here as well. Uh, you know, we are focusing this on Channel 3. Uh, for anybody who's not familiar, Channel3.gg, uh, everything you hate about the other websites and social medias for gaming uh, is all better over here and only getting better by the day. But I got to ask yeah. you, what what's been your favorite thing since... Uh, channel threes come into your life so i'll say two things so quests are definitely a fun one because i mean of course xp in there uh the free spin stuff like that actually shout out let's see if i can hold it up at time i did get a little oh, bomba on top of that so a little plush from bomba. the prize wheel yeah yeah so uh but that so the quest though is fun because it makes you think about what you've done in gaming 
because uh, you know it's everything from you know like one I proposed is do you have a gaming tattoo, and uh, I I do I have a Fallout uh, Nuka Cola bottle cap, and but it's one of those who else is like so you know who else is obsessed with games that they get they permanently mark it on their skin, and you know it's like but it's also the you know how many uh, how many kills can you get? What's the most eliminations? Because you can't use the word kill now. Uh, how many eliminations can you get? Yeah, for, in Fortnite, Fortnite keeps it cleaner. Let's see. Or that. yeah, or uh, you know, it was the uh, can you do an unfair one v four in Rocket League, or can you get the three seconds left on World One One on uh, Mario? You know, it's it's the stuff that makes it fun and exciting. And of course you can get free rewards with it too, but then you can also put it on your timeline and say, Hey, I'm actually good at this game or, Hey, I'm terrible, or I'm just trying my best. And it's just fun <laughs> because no one's judging you for it at all. And no one's saying, you know, Oh, this guy's just, you know, posting stuff about gaming. Cause he wants attention. No, it's because we're in a community where we all want to share our love for gaming, our experiences and come together over it, which I think is awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Ray, thanks for coming along for the ride again. Bromaine, thank you for being our yeah. uh, scientific you. victim here. And <laughs> on that note, we're going to close this out. And I'm sure at some point I will figure out something clever to say. However, I don't have it now. So we're just going to say see you later. And thanks for watching, listening, whatever this is, if we ever allow it out of the vault, uh, whether we re-record something with Bromaine, if we continue to do this, or if we say, oh my God, this was a horrible mistake and... We bury it with the uh, ET cartridges, except this will actually never be found. Unlike the ET cartridges, uh, we'll see how that goes. So thanks, everybody. And thank you again, Ray, and especially special guest, Chicken Bromaine. <laughs>